Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. It's 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. What's up, Miggy? Not much. Good. And, you know, Tom is on the road. He'll be late, um, so you're not going to get the the witty intellectual uh, lawyerism, but you get a lot of mad, ignorant citizen. (laughs) I'm sure he's going to be able to hit 420 or something. I think he was checking out, like, a grow or something. Oh, good on him. Well, I mean, you guys are going through a lot out there in Chicago, you know, so I, I think legalization is happening for you guys slowly but surely, right? Yeah, slowly so, but surely. But yeah, how about, how about these stories there? The, the first one, though, you, you got me, man. This uh, this court that dismisses the DA marijuana rescheduling case, but the judge says cannabis reclassification may be coming anyways. So this this one, man, I, I, I want to go over with Tom, kind of like get his uh, input because, uh, uh, you know, this case has been going on for a while. This is the one with the, uh, the college athlete or the uh, NFL athlete and uh, the, the uh, sick girl, uh, little girl, uh, Bornson, I think is her last name. Um, I don't think it's mentioned in there or not. But you know what kills me about this this whole uh, thing is in a, in a ruling following on Monday, the U.S. Supreme, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit determined that scientists and military veterans seeking the, the scheduling review had failed to exhaust administrative remedies, and therefore it dismissed the case without weighing in on its merits. This fucking kills me, man. Like, just weighing in on the merits. And essentially, what you're saying is you didn't do all the paperwork you could do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, how much more paperwork can you do in in, in this uh, war on drugs? Like this, this, this like thousand year old plant. Like, what? Why? I mean, we we tried every nice way to to go about. I, and then my question to Tom is when we get to the um, about this situation, you know, is uh, Nixon essentially is part of the scheduling process. And, and Tom knows more about the exact history of like the when the, the, the CSA happened and whatnot. But, you know, Nixon was primarily it. And he's on tape saying, you know, what's up with those Jews and them blacks and hippies? Like literally the CSA has had alternative motives. So I'm wondering if that could get brought up in like a case, you know, later on as far as like um, why the DA is not like the options like the, the paperwork is not allowing you to to even happen. 
<laughs> this is this is just insane. I, I can't believe how. Uh, so the lawsuit filed last year received oral arguments in June and largely centers on DA's 2020 denial of a one-page marijuana scheduling petition filed by a separate individual. And again, it, it's just about the, the, the non-paperwork. They're, they're, they're saying that you didn't uh, uh, do enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so where's the actual... Yeah, the Ninth Circuit judge did reject the DA argument that the plaintiffs lacked standing based on the fact that they were petitioning a rescheduling request filed separately by someone who wasn't a party to the latest suit and only suffered a generalized grievance. However, I mean, it's just, just crazy. The semantics they use to get out of, uh, of actually coming to a decision. You know, this is the same shit that happened in Washington state with home grow. Mm-hmm. The, the governing body that was in charge. We're going to, they were like, we're going to do this, uh, studies on why, uh, you know, maybe home grow, like, is it good or bad? We need to do studies. And then they did studies. And then after the studies were done, they're like, Oh, we're going to let the legislator figure it out. Which is just, why the fuck did you do studies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always something. There's always so many hoops to go, hop through to like, yeah. something. like, what do you want us to do? Right. Hey, oh, I think. I think. We, yeah, we got a missing person. <laughs> hey, Tom, can you hear us? Oh, I can hear you. You look clear. Please don't die. I don't have 5G. I don't have 5G. Jeez. Hey, man. So, uh, I'm gonna get to a spot, and then I'll. I'll, I'll have to pop. Right now, I'm in a cornfield. You literally live in the cornfield, yeah, bro. Right? It's just herky jerky. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Coming, we're getting bits and pieces there, but yeah, when you come on, we're gonna have to talk a little bit more about this case because it's really interesting. It's just so fun. Yeah, with your legal viewpoint, I need to know because you understand more about the origins of the CSA and whatnot. So we need your input on this. But don't awesome. die yeah, until the then. CSA, it's an old, old, if I die, it's gonna be in that cornfield over there. We're gonna have to have like a. Attack, vegetarian, so it's going to be like a low probability event. <laughs> that person was riding her mower and she should be walking. Anyway, uh, I'll have to pop in in a bit. I'm sorry that I can't come in yet, but oh wait, it says I have 5G now. No, well, I'm you not sure if you're getting any of this. I can hear you fine. We can hear you great. No, because just... uh, then I'd lose everything. Ah. Uh, well, uh, I'll pop back in in a bit. You guys keep getting back to the news, and hopefully people are tuning in. Don't forget yeah, to smash the likes and subscribes. Yes. <laughs> you heard him. Yeah. I'll <laughs> talk right. to you in a minute. Yep, I'll talk to you later. Yep, all right. Tom's going to pull over with the phone in the fucking air, just like one. Like, okay, left foot in the air, right foot in the air. Trying <laughs> to get a signal. Uh, good on it, man. But, you know, let's go to the next one. So, uh, U.S. military veteran deported over marijuana returns home following congressional push on Biden administration marijuana moment. This I like these these stories. You know, a U.S. military veteran who was deported to Jamaica over marijuana conviction has been allowed to return to the country following a concerted push for relief of, for, by members of Congress. Good news. Like, yeah, for sure. I think I he mean, was in, deported to Jamaica for like 20 years and now he gets to come back. So it's like, but what happens with those 20 years? Like, Well, yeah, it, it says it's been more than 20 years since Navy veteran Howard Bailey was arrested after a package containing cannabis. So like it was sent to his house for a friend. Like this is prohibition has just nothing but hindered black, brown, white, everybody. It, it just, there is no, you know what? I, I was thinking it's like this morning I was thinking, uh, why can't we pull out of 
the drug war as fast as we pull out of Afghanistan. Like, oh. like there's this other 20 year old war. Sure. That is pointless. Well, there's an 80 year old war that is hella pointless, you know, or I think almost a hundred. I think, you know, see this, I'm not a historian and I'm not a lawyer. So I can say whatever I want. <laughs> the vaccine made my penis bigger and marijuana can make you see things. <laughs> Fact check that, bitches. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, 20 years, this is just crazy how prohibition has just, like, destroyed life after life. You know, we, we go through it every every week with people in our chat room talking about how they were busted in the 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. 90s. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. I was talking to my son how uh, uh, he's actually going to be going in the military. He's considering it right out of high school. And I'm like, yeah, dude, go for it. That's what I did. But uh, I had an option. So I took the ASVAB, which is like your test, you know, big circle and the little circle square in the hole. And uh, I had a chance to take a really advanced like computer class with like a $5,000 bonus. And uh, uh, because I got busted while I was on the late entry program, twice um the first time i had a a, a waiver the second time that the recruiter was like don't tell nobody you already got a waiver <laughs> so you know uh but the thing is uh because of the first waiver i got denied that really high-end school and the high-end money and i had to go in with like a lower level electronic school and uh, no bonus and so the the school that i went to uh all these other guys were graduating getting that bonus because that was their par for high entry but like prohibition like if like that's that's your i'm a bad person because i got caught with an eighth (laughs) you know this shit's insane though yeah Uh, too many lives have been set back because of this bullshit and it's like where are the reparations is he gonna get anything for the time that he was out like he did he did serve he he risked his life serving oh totally so now like what though yeah yeah Oh, I, shit, man. I got somebody at the door. Can you, you can hang for five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go hide and you good. They don't handle it on. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so, yeah, he disclosed the conviction when later applying for citizenship and ICE used the single marijuana offense's basis to initiate the deporting proceedings. So just because of that one incident in, what, 20 years ago, he had to go back. And now he's coming home, though, thankfully. Let's see. I think we do have a video of him. Returning home. Coming back. Hopefully we can have him on because this is a sad story, but hopefully he can come back and like start a business or start doing something because this is what, you know, legalization is about. Hopefully he gets offered business opportunities. But moving on. Let's see. Pregnancy test VR goggles. Oh. Hey, Mickey. Hey, you. Talking about the Michigan story, huh? Yeah. So the slow process of uh, conducting two marijuana studies paid by the Michigan taxpayers to the tune of $20 million in grant funding? Holy crap. That's a lot of money just to prove, like, we're the bad guys. <laughs> I mean, why are we doing this, though? I mean, where is common sense? Right? Like, like you live in Chicago. You're in Chicago, right? Like the city of? Yep. Yeah. So like I'm in the city of Seattle. I think, like, within my age and how I've seen things and, and traveled the country, all big cities have the same problems. You know, mm-hmm. we, all, we all have these homeless people that are camping in the middle of the streets. We have drug problems. We have uh, uh, the inequality, inequity in all these uh, different cities. And then these are all like results of big city life, I think, you know. And 
I just uh, it's just crazy. Like with Michigan, they've had legalization almost as long as uh, Seattle, Washington has. And, and now you're doing these investing 20 million for bullshit studies to find like the bad people, the bad things like like that's not there. Mm. I didn't <laughs> you know, know it was about bad stuff. I thought they were like trying to give back to the community. Well, they got those uh, stupid ass VR goggles. So the uh, what they're doing is pipes, virtually real pipes, virtual reality goggles, biometric tracking devices, iPads, auto insurance, lab vans, pregnancy tests, and several dozen. So you read that part, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where is it at? Yeah, these goggles though they're they're so ridiculous. Here we go. The Washington State University grant calls for the purchase of two thousand dollar virtual reality goggles and twenty two thousand four hundred two program fear scenarios catered to subjects <laughs> like 2000 for the actual tool 2400 for the program and then like what are you gonna like simulate like like a like a raid like what horrible marijuana experience are you gonna vr me you know it's not gonna be like i really want to play video games and have pizza now like how are you gonna like simulate a, 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 a bad scenario. Yeah, it I says mean, the WSU grant also calls for the purchase of the $2,000 goggles to uh, program fear scenarios catered to subjects. Middle East combatants and military sex trauma scenarios uh, were among the possible virtual scenarios used in the examples. So I think they might be giving people weed and then giving people the VR glasses to put them through scenarios and then seeing how they react while they're high. To those right. scenarios, right? Well, I, you know, it's funny is I know in I think it's Missouri, uh, they just were a lot of the grant, and it's funny because I have a lot of friends on. Uh, it's surprising the amount of uh, cannabis consumers who are blind, at least hmm. activist wise, because I got I got I got a lot of them, and, and, and uh, that's the main joke. They're like, "Oh, that's my problem. I, I'm smoking weed. <laughs> what is this going to simulate for me?" But I wanted to see if I could find the story real quick and I can share it with you guys. Um, it's just ridiculous that these goggles even exist. Oh, right, here we go. Let me see. Yeah, it's a Moline. Uh, and, and this one was, uh, uh, see if I can make it bigger for everybody before I share. Um, Emma, this is the pleasure of being live. All right. <laughs> You know, and I don't mind the quietness, you know, with Tom, it's a whole new world, right? With streaming. Yeah. Like, like there's people who just do the dumbest shit streaming. And I'm just like, my ideal streaming would be like just a dude that just kind of hangs out with you and smokes weed. Just like we talk a lot of philosophy and shit. Hopefully but, we can do that. With yeah. Your, one, uh, next story and uh, since we're, we are working on a discord guys. So if you're a member, you're going to get notified soon about discord so we can pop in there and like click around and see like set uh, different levels and shit. So y'all can tell us, give us feedback and we can have a grow room and stuff and just communicate about different laws going on. But if you're a member, watch out for that. If you're not a member, that'll be coming within the next like month or so. And definitely the feedback, the discord's a great room, you know, getting more into the tech and trying to interface with the people. I go back to comments. So check these knuckleheads out. Moline police department were granted by uh, uh, AA. These are uh, VR goggles, fatal vision. <coughs> So, so my point is like what the fuck are you simulating like like I, i'm just like i'm when i'm drunk i know when my eyes get cross-eyed like what are you gonna simulate when like pink floyd vibes what is gonna be going on when you put these things on <laughs> i mean do you feel any, anybody out there feel impaired when they when they consume like do you feel like your vision you know matter of fact it helps glaucoma patients 
So, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I have no idea. But these, yeah, I think these ones are a little different because they're like researching the eff- efficacy of marijuana and treating the medical conditions on the U.S. Armed Service, Services veterans and preventing veteran suicide. So oh. maybe these ones are for the good. Hopefully Michigan's doing good over here. But yeah, it, I did see those glasses. I kind of want to see, get behind those glasses and see what are going on, what's going on, because what kind of world, what, what are they painting that's bad? about like right gonna pop out of like the fucking sewer or some shit like i'm very curious dude i get pop scared in my house even when i'm sober let alone my kids fuck with me all the time just popping out I'm like you little shit this is why i have high blood pressure but no but do you remember uh a couple of years ago cnn they had a study uh oh shit is it 420 yet we got a couple minutes one minute seconds oh, yeah seconds 20 seconds. See what happens? You start talking shit, and then you're like, oh, time flies. (laughs) But uh, uh, there was a study CNN did a comparison with driving and sober drivers. You know, they they consume cannabis. They were fine. You know, uh, this reefer madness just tries too hard chasing uh, the wrongs. Like, the wrong is the actual law. The wrong are people sitting behind bars right now. And Mm -hmm. the wrong is people taking people's shit for uh, uh, asset forfeiture. Oh, I think it's 420. Oh, all right. Smoke if you got them. Hey, thanks to our new members, Beeps Bakery. You got a Miggy's next story. Norma Andrade, DeAndre Raindill, Keith Vance, DC Robinson, Christina Valdez. Got a Miggy story. Jason Tomlinson. Brandon Burleson, legalizer in chief. Thank you. You should get a shirt, I believe. Yep. Uh, Ray Hydroleaf and Katie Andrade. And if I killed your name, I horribly apologize. Correct me. Uh, matter of fact, you can send a, a hate email to me, uh, to my email. And uh, also, if you have any suggestions for stories or uh, topics we should cover, let me know. You know, it's, you know, which is just us. <laughs> So that's just direct to me. Put CLN in the subject line so I don't think it's spam. And then, uh, yeah, totally. Uh, hey, uh, we don't have the live. Tom usually digs into the thing, not unless you have it. The, the revenues? The revenue, I think we do. Uh, we're donating a total of $84 to Freedom Grow. Super that, dope. Yeah, that's super dope. That's half of what we made la- last month. And, you know, if you don't know, everything costs in prison. You know, you t- t- we're just trying to treat these people like humans again. You know, I couldn't imagine uh, a lot of these guys since their incarceration lose their moms, dads, kids grow up, go to high school, college, have babies. You know, it's a whole new world. Uh, you know, some of these guys been incarcerated like before cell phones are popular like i couldn't imagine like interfacing with a smartphone now you know but yeah that everything helps man that yeah. that's that's good man yeah if you're so, new, half of everything oh, we get goes straight to freedom grow uh maybe you have connections at freedom grow so we're just helping pay for commissaries at prisons for people who were you know in prison because of the war on drugs matter of fact freedom grow is now they're doing an event today uh there's a 420 booth at let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, there's an event. I, I love events are coming back slowly mm-hmm. but surely. Uh, let's see if I can. If I shared it. I don't think I shared it. Some bitch. So there's a another event in California somewhere, and they're going to be taking a booth. But or just go to freedomgrow.org or freedomgrow the Facebook site. Um, you can find the information. But they're 
actively uh, still raising funds and getting signatures for prisoners, which is essential, you know, yeah. getting those commissary or the um, uh, clemency packets out there. And, and because we're, we're sending physical packets to the White House because someone's job is to document this shit. And the more that you have to document a thousand pages for one person's release and they might think, hey, there might be something up to this. And I think that's what happened with that last um, round of prisoners that happened right when Trump got out. Like there was a lot of familiar names that I worked with that uh, I was like, this is not coincidence that these 10 people that I'm quaintly familiar with their names got released. You know, it was just they made it to the right person, right? We we blame the the figurehead up top all the time, and really a lot of these guys don't have shit to do with anything. Biden, you know, he doesn't give a fuck. I don't think in the end, you know, he might say wishy washy stuff all he want, but I think part of the problem why we don't have nice things is because the the Congress and, and you know the, the the you know the fact that they have passed so many policies and, and acts since this year. But none of it is police reform. None of it's uh, 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 legalization. Uh, they got some like puppy care act like that passed. Like, how do you? Yeah. Like, like to, to care for. Uh, I watch Peacock and there's a, a, a woman on there. I forget her name. Goddamn Amber something that she's so oh, funny. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, at least I'm not the only one. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. She yeah. got a little beautiful fro and everything. But mm-hmm. she just did a thing about like they did a little song set about like the acts that were passed. And one of them was like this ridiculous like puppies cares act. So everybody can get a hug or some shit. You know what I mean? Like there's just ridiculous stuff passing when real things that affect citizens is like legalization, you know, ending prohibition. This is, I think, uh, a blanket to many problems in our society. But these fuckers don't listen to us. <laughs> yeah, little things do help. We have to take shit into our own ha- own hands because, like, nobody's coming to save us. Like, right. we really have to do stuff ourselves. State so, by state, right? State like, by state. county by county, city by city. Yeah, just think? just like with a, uh, there's a push to make Missouri the 20th state to legalize recreational marijuana. Thank you, KTTN. Uh, there's a push to make uh, Missouri the 20th state to legalize recreational marijuana. Brent Palm has more on the legal. Missouri 2022 campaign. I really wish these guys luck. There's a lot of corruption in Missouri, though. There's a lot of corruption. Do you remember the last time they tried to pass a bill in Missouri? Or uh, I think it was the the medical one, right? There was like held up, yeah. Well, there was like three of them that came up at one time. Do you remember that? No, refresh my memory. So one of them was like it gave like this one doctor like all the rights, mm-hmm. like like the that they had to go funnel through his system to get the the prescriptions, and then mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was a very uh, the, the the lesser of the evils one, you know, and, and I really do hope they get this uh, recreational thing going. Uh, the group filed a citizens ballot initiative with the Missouri Secretary's of State office that would allow the residents age twenty one and older to possess grow. And use marijuana. Thank you for growing. That's pretty dope. The proposed constitutional amendment includes a 6% retail tax that is expected to generate millions of dollars in state revenue annually. Nice. That's the lowest tax I think I've heard of. Yeah. But Tom, you know, the banker can correct me on that one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. They mean uh, the local governments will also be able to collect 3% on the tax. So that's 9% tax altogether, which still is a lot better than Washington State. Yeah. What's your... What was yours? Yours 28%, I think, is what it is. You know, and this is all against the growers. That's why I I just think this this 
the taxing system is so unfair against the growers. You know, these guys are expected to grow $1.50 grams and then sell it at the store for 5 or $10. It's just, it's just bad, bad business planning or bad, I don't know, regulation. It has <laughs> right? a traditional market. In the no tax market? Yeah. <laughs> Traditional still exists. Well, there's medical. So I, I saw somebody earlier. We had the the chat was popping before we went live, and uh, somebody was mentioning how they can't afford a medical script. I think it was in Ohio, mm. and, or or the plants, which obviously the product always costs. But my recommendation to you, my friend, um, that's what I did when I got here in Washington State when it was only medical. I got a medical script just for. Uh, there's a, a, a something called a, a, there's a defense for having a script, right? There's a, there's a, a, a fuck. I don't know the terminology. It's like a, a, but it's a, it's a, it's a criminal defense that I have a script in my legal state. I'm trying to abide by the law. I'm trying to be a citizen, properly do all the right things. Um, and that's what that script does for you. The script's never like a, woohoo, I can go cross country and, and, and smoke everything I want. What it does, it just kind of covers your ass in your state. That's all it does. And, and I would recommend getting that because it would also cover your ass if you were deciding to grow. Uh, for your medical condition because growing's hard yes but there is a way to kind of get around that depending on what your ailment is because growing is hard at least growing good weeds hard you know okay uh yeah so they uh uh proposed constitutional no wait ready to read that organizers say there's a focus on criminal justice reform and missourians with low-level marijuana offenses would have their records expunged Nice. They plan to begin collecting the 175,000 signatures needed to qualify for the November 2022 ballot. Good, good luck, guys. Like, I think Missouri would be a cool state to hang out. You know, I've only been, I drive through it. That's all I've really done. I live in O'Fallon, Illinois, which is like right over the river or right like next to it. And we hopped over there to St. Louis. It was, it was fun. I was young, so I couldn't really do anything. But St. Louis, that's what I forget. St. Louis is out there. So isn't that Nelly's area? He's from East St. Louis, yeah, which is in Illinois. Okay. So. <laughs> still, is, I imagine they got good weed in them. I mean, it's good culture, right? I'm sure, yeah. Again, another city. Big cities, they, 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 I think cities in general, you know, I just can't get a, I'm, I'm writing an article right now for uh, another website, just trying to like brainstorm. Like, so you want to get high in Seattle. So I'm trying to write like a, you know, what I would do or whatever, what I've done. And, uh, um, you know, I, I can really smoke anywhere I want because nobody gives a fuck because in cities, there are so many other weird problems besides that guy smoking a joint walking down the street. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, there's so many other problems, but I digress. Uh, how about this? Uh, backers of plan to regulate marijuana like alcohol in Ohio. Get OK for next step. All right. Ohio's moving. Ohio. I think Ohio is going to be Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> A proposal to legalize marijuana and regulate it like alcohol in Ohio has gotten approval from the panel that controls what goes on statewide ballot. That means plans backers can start what may be a two-step process. The Ohio ballot board gave the green light for marijuana plan backers to start gathering 132,887 signatures to be put issue before lawmakers. Man. That that well, you know, and it's I a lot of this is good work by Michael Willett and uh, the Appalachian Group at Normal, because um, they've had a plan to go county by county, uh, city by city, and decriminalize it. 
kind of essentially like what's happening in America state by state, but they're just taking over their state. And I, I just think that's, they're, they're brilliant for doing it that way because I think Ohio is a really red state and you know, you just mm-hmm. think like prohibitionists that just screams ignorant. I mean, sorry, people who say Republican, but have you seen your present party? <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you seen just even that, that's all. Hey, I think I think the lot guy, oh no, nope, he's gone. There goes his connection. <laughs> no, I lived in Ohio for a couple of years and it is definitely red. I can tell you that. <laughs> isn't also the way isn't uh, Dave Chappelle from Ohio? He is, yeah, he's from Yellow Springs. I lived in Dayton, so we were like neighbors. I saw him at Starbucks actually. No kidding. Uh, and Twilight was released. I was there for like a Twilight event and he was there with his kids. But oh. well, I mean, I know he loves his uh his Ohio, so is he back? Is he back? He's back. What's <laughs> up? What hey up, guys. dude? You know, so so stoked to be coming on the show. It's I've watched you so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a pleasure to have you. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Um, you know, I really I want to give a shout out to 420 scene. I got to feel like that guy. Hey, guys, how's it going out there? Uh, he doesn't sound like he's from uh, Wisconsin. He sounds more like he's from uh, Brooklyn. East Coast vibe, but yeah. um, East Coast vibe. Yeah, that's very true. Very mm. true. East Coast vibe. But yeah, um, so I just got done looking at where we're going to be growing. Uh, we're going to move forward with that building and everything looks good. Uh, I just wanted to come on briefly. Uh, I'm pretty starved. And so I'm going to eat something real quick. I'm sure the guys that are they're like, what's he doing? Oh, he's talking to people. He thinks he's cute. Uh, it's fun. But hey, 138. 138 people watching. That's fantastic. You know, I'm glad that we're not being uh, suppressed by the man anymore. Did you guys already talk about the lead story? Yeah, but we wanted to like touch back back with that with you because uh, I know you know more about the CSA uh, like origins. And my understanding is this case got dismissed because of lack of paperwork. Like there's the the, the judges are saying, well, you have other means to 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 get this changed, which I think is total crap. Mm, you know, judges have done that a lot before on uh, constitutional challenges to the Controlled Substances Act's uh, treatment of marijuana. So it doesn't necessarily surprise me that much. But I don't know. I don't. I haven't read the opinion. Was it like lack of administrative exhaustion of remedies? Yeah, shit like that. Yep. And it just kills me. So the, the the CSA came up during Nixon, right? Yes. And and Nixon's on tape saying, "What's up with those Jews, blacks, and damn hippies?" Right. Uh, amongst other uh, not cool things, yes. He said a lot of shit. Yeah. But can't this be used in the case against the CSA to be like, look, this original scheduling is shit. Like, there was no scientific means. There was no uh, logical Congress means. Congress found the facts. Congress found the facts. It doesn't matter. That's just well, that's how the work. <laughs> Yeah. Shit. Congress can find whatever fact it wants. That's its job. I mean, that's that's kind of the problem with it. And then judges don't like to question the fact finding of Congress. And then they uh, they look for any out that they can take. And this guy took the administrative exhaustion route, uh, which is kind of normal, to be honest. It's like this this type of uh, decision has happened before. I've watched them before. Sure. Yeah. But like when they give you a bullshit decision though like that, shouldn't they give you an option? Like shouldn't they say this is what we're looking at? You forgot to fill out this form A. <laughs> no, that's not the court's job. Mostly the court's trying to get stuff off its docket, especially federal courts. Yeah, so it's all bullshit because they're making up a bullshit fucking decision off of uh stuff out of the air. 
standing uh, canons of statutory construction bullshit you know either way but uh it, essentially it's them saying that we don't want to decide this and we don't have to decide it because you didn't do something correctly uh so go do that and then come back and then hopefully by then the many courts believe that uh, cannabis is a political issue and so like I was just at our cannabis farm, uh, or which will one day become our cannabis farm. Um, uh, neat. You know, that's that was done by the political process. The legislature passed it. They voted for it. Same thing 50 years ago. Uh, I, I'm more excited on like what Clarence Thomas said this past June, and then if they bring Rage Case 2. So if you have a, an in-state patient getting medicine completely grown in-state, like the fact pattern for the, the Rage Case, why uh, do we ha have these federal laws at all? And, and see if then the, the Supreme Court would take it up, and then the 6-3 uh, the majority for the state's rights would say, yeah, that's right. This is, this is ridiculous. And then uh, it would be legalized uh, uh, judicially, but that would create chaos, like chaos. And so even legalization will create chaos, but right. um, there would be a regulatory framework for that chaos that's forthcoming. If it's just declared unconstitutional and then it's no longer in the Controlled Substances Act, all, I mean, like it would eventually, uh, the THC would be hemp. And so, like anybody with fewer licenses, there's more licenses for USDA hemp than there is for uh, THC weed. If like the control, uh, the, the Controlled Substances Act was tossed in a court of law, that's the mm. other reason why uh, courts don't want to do it. They're like, if I rule on this, it's going to be national news, and everybody's going to be looking at me for causing this problem. I don't need that today. I want to get some sleep tonight, so uh, denied. It just, it just kills me, man. Like, like I, I told the Lauren earlier, and it, it occurred to me was, why can't we just get out of the drug war as fast as we got out of Afghanistan? Like, there's these two years, bullshit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, though, man. Like, there's a time and point where the bullshit that is our country is a part of that we have to accept. Like, all right, this shit's been fucked up. We gotta, we yeah. gotta just go on, and everybody can have a better life and a better chance because this is who we are. You know, yeah, I know, man. But I'm gonna, I gotta bounce my clients right over there. We're gonna go have a little bit of lunch, and then I gotta hit the road and get back so that Danielle can go out and have fun tonight. But I thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Like, share, and subscribe. And there's gonna be a lot more good content. The one, check out our our webinar yesterday about how to sue the state. That was a pretty interesting one in five billion chance that that lottery that they did on August 19th was accurate. No doubt, dude. Yeah, definitely. Go eat, man. Don't die. All right, peace out. Talk to you guys. Hey, bro. Later, Tom. Oh, that's so absurd. So, yeah, uh, that girl was Alexis Portel. The Cannabis uh, Saves World just uh, gave me that. And uh, um, and she's been a long-time activist patient. So it just befuddles me how this, you know, this process. Like, we want to be like, oh, like, we can do the right thing. Go to the – go vote and everything. But then at the same time, you have this shit where you get knocked down in, in a federal case where you're like, this is blatant bullshit. And you're just like, this is why I smoke a lot of weed. Uh -huh. <laughs> it helps me accept things. <laughs> weed for the things I can accept and weed for the things I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me go back down to oh, we're back to Ohio, right? Uh, can cannabis lounges, cannabis smoking lounges, off to successful start in Illinois. Sixty and seventy year old dudes walking in with their tie dye. That's a quote. That's awesome. Are are you near any of these? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think uh, Chicago allows any smoking lounges at the moment. I thought this um, was based in Chicago, though. The uh, or is it just? The Tribune, yeah, that they're covering all of Illinois. 
fuck. Oh, it's in West Peoria. Shit. Yeah, they got it in the booties? Yeah, right? And then I think there were a couple that they mentioned. I think you you should definitely make yeah. a field trip. Might as well. Yeah, Tom said that he's um, helping one out near him that's opening in 10 days. So hopefully I can hit oh. that one up. Hey, do you guys have smoke lounges out there? No, and that's why I was saying is is because uh, uh, in Washington State, this legalization, this what we call legalization, it happens so fast, and and, and mm. things just, you know, players turn over, and all, and when it was medical out here, we had everything, we had markets, we had lounges, I I could do a dab or or whatever, I, and it was quality or quantity, it was great. Um, I never had issues. I can always afford weed. Now I'm like in between payday sometimes just because I'm not a patient anymore. I just haven't resubbed to that because that's another hour and a half drive for me to actually go get decent weed that I want to, uh, as a patient, get. But the recreational market here uh, is okay. The cannabis is getting better. It's meeting a better middle, but it's still not where it was at. Um, I really wish I lived in Oregon. I just saw a thing. They said uh, – uh, it was like three dollar ounces. Yeah, but, I saw that. <laughs> and, our, and and you know what? It's not crap. Like Oregon, they're really good at growing. They've been growing fire for, for five years, uh-huh. and, and 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 their market has structured to that point too. The players in there, even though they overgrew at one point, supposedly overgrew. You know, their 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 fair market should. You either have good weed or you don't. Down, you know, the, that's how you survive there. So. I would imagine that $35 ounce is pretty good. If you got a $35 ounce here in Washington, I wouldn't smoke it. I wouldn't. I I didn't I hate to say this, but like yesterday I went to get a joint. I had my last $10 and uh got a nice pre-roll just to kind of enjoy my day, my my end of my day. And uh uh there's this lady out front in in uh disheveled and whatnot, and she had like her last three dollars and she's like, You give me a joint? And I'm like, I don't think there's joints for three dollars. And if they are, I would not want to contribute to that. <laughs> like I know your lungs are not the best. I mean, you might as well get a cigarette at this point, but I, I just don't trust our, our low end stuff still. Hmm. You know, it, it it's not and, and Tom's still amazed by it. He's like, Oh, this is the fire. I'm like that's like two levels up from Mexican brickweed. <laughs> you know, hmm. some of these growers are just not they're not there. They're they're it's this big MSO, creepy big farm. People trying to shove as much as they can in one uh, uh, time to make as much money as they can at once, and it's and it's not how it should be. You know, it's an agriculture product. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. So yeah, these uh cannabis smoking lounges though they're slow to open in Illinois since marijuana was legalized last year, and they're starting to get off the ground as two have opened and more are planned across the state. Man, I'm so jealous, of you guys. Like I miss. Uh, we had a. Uh, uh, the cannabis Northwest cannabis uh, club was first was the Northwest cannabis market. And uh, uh, he had a spot up here. It was like, it's pretty nice size spot where about 30 tables could fit in a circle and then maybe 10 in the center. And then you just make your rounds of everybody like selling the wares. It was awesome. Like I could just get a gram here, gram there, or somebody was gonna let me test some stuff. And then they had a little side room where I can go smoke or dab. And uh, so the smoke wouldn't bother everybody. It was freaking magical. And then that guy, when 502 kicked in, which is our recreational law, recreational killed everything for the patients and for the culture, at least in Washington State for a minute. Um, It's slowly getting back, you know, as people adapt. Uh, But um, 
he moved down to Oregon and he started the Northwest Cannabis Club down there, which was like a you could rent a dab rig, bring your concentrate, you can smoke joints in the back, uh, dabs in the inside. It was a really nice club, but then of course pandemic just took him out and um it's gonna be nice to see what happens next you know i really want to uh here in washington state they had that program joints for jabs you know Mm -hmm. for shots and uh you know as our governing body slowly works around its brain that cannabis is not the evil monster that like alcohol is you know like i would definitely i'd never seen a cannabis event where shit went wrong you know, what I mean, I've never seen anybody get carried out of a cannabis event. I've seen people get carried out of concerts because of alcohol. I've mm-hmm. seen people at beer fests, you know, beer gardens get carried, but never, never have I seen someone take too much cannabis and and, and become a detriment to the to the uh, to the you know to everybody else around them. It's just crazy. But uh, so we remains illegal to smoke in public, such as the street or in parks and public buildings and private property, such as hotels or apartments. Really? You guys are not allowed to have weed in a private property. That's weird. Yeah, would, private property. I'm not sure about. I know like if you're a house and stuff and like even in your backyard, you can smoke in Chicago. Yeah. Place, but um, maybe because it's like business, like retail, they're not allowed to consume. I'm not sure. Maybe but, on the spot. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Buy, yeah, because you can't. This is bring your own, bud. Uh, yeah. Illinois consumption lounges. How do you feel about that? Like bring your own versus buy there. Well, it you know, and I think you'll talk to a lot of people with money who'll say there's no business model in that. You know, like they just think it's going to be a uh, JJ McKay. You know, from the Fresh Toast, and he has a great point. He's like, look, how many, but I've seen BOYB bars. Right. Like like when I was in Florida, uh, when I was in the Navy in Pensacola, there was this uh, place I think it was called the Night Owl, uh, where all the young folk would go hang out and party. And uh, you could bring your six pack of beer, give it to the bartender and then they shell it out throughout the night. Uh, and I imagine it's probably the same thing. Well, not the same because you're going to have weed in your pocket. But I always just thought that was weird. But yet they had a successful business model because I think it had more of a dance club environment. And really, that's where these lounges are going to miss out because it's, it's not really canvas. I mean, you do, you get in that vibe, you want to dance and do things, mm-hmm. but you have to make that vibe happen. Right. You got to have like a band and do this reoccurring entertainment thing. Um, I don't know. What about you? Are you going to attend to it? If you can, like locally, if, if like when, when it was an option for me, it was a thing I did every other day. Like I would stop there and just buy a dab for like a dollar instead of like going to the bar, mm-hmm. you know, I would just do a dab and just like, all right, I'm in my mood. Now I can go face the fam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds cool as fuck. I mean, I'd love to do that, but like COVID, it would be ideal if it was outdoors. I know our um, uh, David, one of the lawyers we have in from Collater- the collateral based law firm who's in Boston, yeah. he went to a conference in New York and they had a conference outside so everybody could smoke and, you know, do their mm. thing. But like, you can't do that in Illinois. You can't smoke outside like that. So if we could have consumption lounges outside, that would be something that we could do now, but no. Uh, but you know, with like events too, like uh, one of the things before the pandemic, which I thought was really interesting, because um, I've always just been in this for like the the people and shit, and just kind of been like, you know, uh, every opportunity I see about like weed, any way I can get my involved in it, it's kind of like being a part of history, or, or you know, being a part of like the the evolution of uh, legalization and uh, uh, early events. I used to just smoke with everybody. We chief all day you know passing hogs and whatnot um and then one day 
this guy at the last Hempfest about three years ago, he busted out this little like uh, it's a sploof. I don't know if you know. It's like a he he would shove joints in there because he's like, look, I'm no longer passing joints around. You know how much germs on there? Uh-huh. I was like, holy crap, dude! Out of all the years and events we've been doing, I never thought about like. Yeah, man. Like I, I be getting cooties or something. Like, I just, you know, I just, I'm just like free love. Let's do it all, baby. But then I'm like, I, I guess I could have. Yeah, let's let me get one of those little protectors. I mean, you really have to be hygienic when uh, with dab with the uh, when there was the dab bars, they would do uh, alcohol. You know, they would rub the base and uh, wipe the mouth and all that stuff. But you have to still worry about like the back water stuff. Like, mm-hmm. be good, be a good dabber. You know, <laughs> can't be all. Oh, 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 I just got that taste in my brain. That's so gross. <laughs> Bong water in my head. Yikes. Um, how about this? Uh, we got one thing in common. It's called cannabis. So this one is in Virginia. Young adults, middle-aged people, and senior citizens from various backgrounds and ethnicities uh, converged peacefully at Belmont Farm Distillery in Culper County Saturday for the first Virginia Cannabis Grower Symposium. You know, if you're in a legal state or a newly legal state, I highly recommend going to events like this. Like, you know, people ask us uh, all the time, like, how can how can I help my state? How can I do something in my state? One, there's normal. Normal is a great network to because that's what you need. You need a network of local people to help you gather signatures, uh, do petitions, uh, you know, do events like library, like educational events. Uh, I've known people like like host little spots at libraries and, and talk about the endocannabinoid system and, you know, and, and jury nullification. Right. Like other ways that we can help end prohibition. Like it's your right to be on a jury and say not guilty. You know, there's various things that we can all do. And uh, uh, what's this? Uh, Canvas Ace Live asked about the vape prices. COVID undiagnosed? Nah. The vape crisis was, that came down to the vitamin C acetate. Like that's straight up. Poopa was being used in the, uh, the uh, what do you call it? The, um, I want to say conductor, right? The fluid being used in your vape cartridge. And vitamin C acetate, vitamin E acetate was one of the ones we found that causes that messed up stuff, the way it burned in the vape. So that that was not a, uh, COVID's real folks. <laughs> <laughs> I might have had it. I, I in the beginning, uh, I've seen like here in Seattle, like how the evolution of the pandemic started and rise and falls. My neighbor's a nurse. She's tell me sometimes like there's an overabundant amount of patients. She's tired most of the time. Like, yo, I'm not fucking around this shit. I got my shots. I wear a mask. I mean, it's it's, it's unfortunately a thing uh, that we still. I think the Spanish flu took like six years to go away. Like, yeah. like I, I, yes, folks, this sucks. This sucks for all of us. And if we all did the right thing, maybe we can have concerts again. And then here in Seattle, we're slowly having events again. We're slowly getting there because our numbers are there. It's, it makes a difference. You know, uh, I think a couple of schools in like Texas and Georgia are, are shutting down yeah. because, because of people not taking precautions. You know, this is not about like a cure all fix. When, when we talk about doing all that masking and shot shit, it's just about minimizing numbers and odds. Uh, if you're a gambler, the odds are better when we all you know, do the same shit. But anyways, uh, hey, you want to do a little. Uh, 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 well, wait, we still got the, 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 the Virginia one. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah, legalized marijuana since July 1st in Virginia for 21 and older recreational use is what the United. Uh, what is is what? 
United, the estimated 1,000 or so attended. Oh, okay. So about 1,000 attended the symposium. Nice. Cool. I, 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 this is just a great opportunity. You know, th- there was a day's worth of cannabis grow classes, live music, food trucks, dozens of hemp industry and CBD vendors, artisans, demonstrations, seeds and samples, and many advocates for marijuana. Virginians are now legally permitted to grow up to four plants per household. And don't forget about Chelsea. I mean, she helped to get out there. So I, I, I think this is going to be blame. I looked at the, you saw the, the article, right? It, not to be racist, but it was mighty white. Like, that's a fortune in Virginia. Like, the South still has this imbalance of like power. Like, I'm surprised they didn't invite Chelsea to come to the signing. Like, I'm not. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, like, I'm not. <laughs> but like, again, I'm just tired of the bullshit fucking like social equity talk when you're not going to actually talk bring on the person that was like truly fought for it and then you bumped it up early because you realize oh this is a good idea no one's gonna freaking die like it's just too much and and more credit to her she she deserves more credit for virginia yeah their team's dope out there uh if you guys do live in virginia get in contact with them get in contact with uh, the people around you and if there's nobody doing the work you gotta start doing it yourself you know exactly exactly i mean she got an amazing lady who did the work and then just didn't get as much credit as she should so want to do a little name that stream let's do it oh there we go hey we got a pretty little nug i actually had some of this in the place that i was made really i felt pretty meta to go there yeah. Really? <laughs> so, it looks beautiful. Yeah. That'd be the hint. It's named after a place, but it's a beautiful little nug. Uh, very tightly trimmed. I'd say hand trimmed. What do you think? Uh, you know, I could not tell you. Eh, right on. You know what? I, I don't. I can't. When people look at buds, they're like, oh, that was grown outside or grown inside. I'm like, I have yeah. no fucking clue, bro. <laughs> One day but I'll I be able to tell, but like now I could not tell you. I don't even think I will, man, because I, I just think you have to be in the garden. I think you have to have that experience. Like, I have one plant right now that, out of four that I started last in the beginning of the year. So I'm not going to be a fucking gardener <laughs> making money. But uh, hey, good guess. It's not hand trim, Oki says. Right on. Oh, All right. Cool. So machine trim. Uh, I love the crystals, though. <laughs> nice and white. Like, I would be happy if I got this bud. And uh, probably a little dense. Mm-hmm. Um See if I can give a clue about it. Uh, oh, it's a sativa. If that helps anybody. According to Leafly, it has strong orders of pine, lemon, menthol, and skunk. Hopefully that's not giving away too much. I don't think so. But yeah, I had uh, I acquired a, a bag of this in the place it's named after. And I was like, all right, this is, and it wasn't bad. Straight from the source. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then that's the other thing, too. I questioned about strain names, man. And like, you know, you never know. Um, really what the fuck you're smoking like until we get proper testing and proper uh, uh, means of genetic genetic like analysis like we all know like the phenomes like there's a mapping of like blue dreams right like the blue dream and uh, the west coast is the same blue dream on the east coast there'll be variations but you can tell like the terpene profiles and all that stuff pretty much are similar so we're not there yet i don't think because until like even the, the labs start agreeing how to test properly so we can have like thc uh what is thc overall like the amounts right until the, everybody's in agreement 
I question everything, but mm-hmm. it looks like a pretty ni- nice nug, though. I'd, I'd be happy to smoke it. For sure. You know something I just realized, actually? We might, might not even be able to see if people guess it correctly because it has a word that YouTube might cut, you know? Oh, well. That last I mean, the, word? Yeah, but I don't even see the first part, so it would say something, something not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that works out. All right. Easy. In the meantime, should we, you sent us this uh, Facebook story about like doctors prescribing. Yeah. Things? So this post by David Bass, I thought was quite interesting. So he, he goes on to say, so now I'm understanding the logic of Texas requiring Texas compassionate use program doctors to prescribe teacup meds, not recommend as in other states. And this one blew my mind because I didn't realize that uh, Texas, they actually write a prescription, not a recommendation, as in all the other states. Of course, Texas got to be different. Of course, this one's kind of actually a good different. Uh, the, the, he goes on to say that when one of the 379 teacup doctors writes a prescription for medical cannabis in Texas, they are taking a very serious action. And then they are. Yeah. Even the ones that wrote recommendations in California, one would be Dr. David Allen. He was a heart surgeon. And he wrote a recommendation, and the, the government came after him. They 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 really uh, uh, fined him and, and took him out of uh, business, man. And it's a horrible how how they can do that because they don't like how you're doing business, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. So yeah, I just thought it was so neat that doctors are treating med- uh, medical cannabis exactly like any other medicine, very seriously, and, and that's great, you know. Except this is the one medicine that you can't really OD on, um, as they should. We told our legislators for years we wanted to use cannabis under the supervision of a doctor as a part of a long-term care plan we have accomplished that goal i very much appreciate dr kendrick and dr brimary and all the other teacup doctors so i you know maybe like it does as prescription like as an asthmatic it's not like my shit's gonna go away you know and i had this doc, this conversation with the doctor the other day because i had to renew my uh my spray and i was like hey do, why do i have to have this conversation with you like every like three months like it's not like i got healed it's not like i, I got seen by somebody and they're like hey you're done now uh no i still can't run up hills very fast or i'll have an asthma attack i mean it's just life though you live with what you got man so many good guesses but nobody's getting it okay it is a location it is, it is a, lo- a location and if, if you did guess something that you think it might be it and we didn't say it give us the initials maybe because sometimes we can't see like the whole comment if it is you know a word that might be prohibited on a channel where kids can look, you know, cursing and all that stuff. Here. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, twenty-one and over. Thank you. Oh, please. there it is. Yes, yes, yes. Alaskan thunderfuck. So Daniel White, Alaskan thunderfuck. According to Leafly, a legendary sativa strain originating in the Mantanuska Valley area of Alaska. According to legend, it was originally a Northern California sativa cross Russian ruderellus, but sometime in the late 70s, it was crossed with Afghani genetics to make it hearthier. Huh. Alaska Thunderfuck usually presents large, beautifully frosted buds with incredibly strong odors of pine, lemon, and menthol and skunk. Yeah, I was in the um, Anchorage and. Uh, it was really, um, it was really neat. So I was like uh, trying to get weed, and this was before it was legal rec- recreationally. And uh, uh, guys, like I got some Alaska Thunderfuck. I'm like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> I'm gonna smoke Alaska Thunderfuck in Alaska. <laughs> fuck you! <yeah. laughs> I was all about it. Hell yeah! 
So bullshit uh, one coming up, uh, you know, and thanks to High Times for actually caught this one. Colorado to vote on increasing cannabis taxes in November. Why? Because money. Oh, I like money. Yeah. And they're also positioning it as they're giving it to the kids. So what that's oh god. That, that this is just like the uh um like the judge with the with the not hearing about the, the reschedule, right? Like yo, a lot of that money's already going to kids. This is just mm-hmm. bullshit fucking guys. Like literally, that was been Colorado's bragging for like the past couple of years, like how much money they've given to their school system. I mean, yeah. how much how much more do the kids need? <laughs> you know, fuck your kids. <laughs> Some roads. No, but uh, enough signatures were submitted by Colorado advocates to get Initiative 25 onto the ballot this November, which, if passed, would increase recreational cannabis tax percentages and fund out-of-school learning opportunities for children and youth. Well, out-of-school, I don't know what that means. I, but still, you have enough money, Colorado. Like... They're not hurt. They pulled in, I think, probably a billion as well as Washington did. Like these, you're pulling in billions in taxes. <laughs> Where does where's the rest of that money going, buddy? <laughs> I really wish we could audit like all these different states and, and where the taxes have been invested. I, I think we'd be amazed to see where where they go. Yeah, I wonder if when we do federal, like if we can do like back dates and shit and see where stuff is coming going. Yeah, going, you know. Huh. Yeah, well, there's got to be a way to see to always follow the money, right? Like, like, and unfortunately, it's about again, prohibition has enabled not only bad acting from cops and other law enforcement, but from politicians and how we regulate this freaking thing. Like, it's an agriculture product. This this is not hard. Like, how much were you smoking when you fucking made up the rules? Like, this is bullshit for the most part. Like, the uh, industry or commerce. There's a way to do things. It's, it's not, this is not rocket science. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, the Office of Colorado Secretary of State announced on August 25th, the Initiative 25 will proceed on the ballot in this November because a portion of the submitted signatures were verified as legitimate. Boo. <laughs> vote no on 25. <laughs> I mean, really, just vote no if you're in Colorado, folks. Yeah, that is bad juju, man. You know what's even funnier too? Did you see what their what the acronym for this thing is? Yeah, what well, it was Leap. Yeah, uh, what did that spell out? Learning Enrichment and Academic Progress uh, Program. That's cute, but it's also takes away from the the Leap, the officers. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Law Enforcement Action Partnership Group. Yeah, it just seems like. How can we fuck with the voting audience and and, and trick them, right? Like, oh, it, it leaps part of this. This must be a, a good thing. No, no, it's a bad thing. <laughs> I, I mean, unless you like paying extra money, I, that's up to you guys. Shit. And then we got a mayor. Okay, back from corruption. We got a former Adelanto mayor, Rich Kerr, arrested by FBI agents and faces 160 years. Woo. You know what? Good job, FBI. You know what? He was taking bribes. Uh, So we have the former mayor of Adelanto, Richard Kerr, was arrested by FBI agents at his home on wire fraud and bribery charges, alleging illicit payments for the support of commercial marijuana activity. And, you know, this is, as I I always joke about, business as usual. I mean, it's just unfortunate that it is business as usual. It shouldn't be. but because prohibition, it has enabled these people to think that they can get away with shit like this. This mm-hmm. is crazy, man. Um, 
Carl, who served as NLL's mayor from 2014 to 2018, allegedly accepted over $50,000 in bribes and kickbacks in exchange for approving ordinances authorizing various types of commercial marijuana activity within the city and assuring his co-schemers obtain city licenses or permits authorizing certain commercial marijuana activities. I wonder if they're going to go after the co-people, too. They got to. And also only $50,000? And now he's got to serve 160 years? Ooh. There's more involved, right? We've got to be yeah, something. Yeah, we making more, but still, like, yeah, thanks. yeah, <laughs> that's a long ass time. And we talked about how the tax fraud is is fucked up, but this is a, also corruption, though. He's he's accepting money for favors, and those favors should get wiped out, you know, in, in my opinion. Uh, so yeah, that just more good news for your 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 legislation process, your legalization regulation process, shit. And then there's this weird one because, uh, you know, New Mexico, they just legalized it recreationally thanks to the governor. Uh, Graham County nixes local cannabis law, Silver Daily Press. So the Graham County missioners are no longer in a hurry to adopt cannabis control ordinances. After a public hearing Monday morning at the Grant County Veterans Memorial Business and Conference Center, all five commissioners voted against a proposed ordinance that, in its original form, would have severely restricted where cannabis producers could operate, required personal cultivation to take place within locked enclosures, and restricted pot smoking on non-residential property, the licensed consumption areas. I didn't know they had consumption areas. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so the Grand Canyon doesn't have a zoning in the way municipalities like Silver City do, under which specific areas are designated or suitable for residential, industrial, mixed-use, or activities. Blah. By limiting outdoor cannabis production, for example, to rural transects, the proposed ordinance would have conflicted with the county's largest existing hemp and CB operation. Oh, I think I figured out why they're, they don't like cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> Because the largest hemp CBD goddamn company space out of freaking town. Yay, money. That tracks. <laughs> oh, man. Well, well <laughs> fuck. This, sometimes it's not always good. I mean, again, yeah. I, I would rather stream for an hour and a half. I, I could stream 24 hours just smoking weed and talking, be like, yay, man. If we could all just wear hats, no one would get sunburned, man. You know what I mean? Just like stupid shit. Like, I really wish I was like fucking 20 again and be able to do these, like, these kids are getting like million followers and whatnot. Like, look, in the in the end, though, it's all about like policy and how we get there and and and, and just having a common voice and, and giving out more information. So everybody else is uh informed too. So vote no on 25. <laughs> Truly. Yeah, and that's going to do it for Cannabis Legalization News, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all Cannabis Legalization News. We will see you on Sunday. There you go.